0: Good morning. I'm Aya Wiemala, and today is the 12th, September the 12th, and that means we're on day 11. We had to skip a few days when we didn't meet together. So our day 10, which was Friday, we did. We read about tranquility and insight and the chariot, beautiful image of the qualities we want to have to have a good life and be on our way to a deeper spiritual life. So this is day 11, and the reading is called Wood from a Pyre from Anguttara Nikaya 495. And the reflection is called Understanding Death. So we'll do this, we'll do the readings, and then we will sit together. And you can let the readings be part of your meditation. So you can sit in your meditation posture And whatever position, whatever posture you are in, whether you're sitting, standing, lying down, walking, you want to feel lifted up. So if you don't want to be slouched over, that will begin to be very uncomfortable. And it also is not allowing you to breathe and to be really aware of being in your physical body. It's, uh, it becomes an, a very uncomfortable posture. And the, the better we can find how our own body can, is lifted up and stru- we don't all have straight backs or the same structure in our back or in our bones. So we find that position that we know is good for us to feel awake and attentive, but very relaxed and you can let that straight spine be supporting you instead of dragging you down. So you can close your eyes or you can have your eyes open. Closing our eyes, keeps some of the visual distraction out and it enhances the other sense doors. So everything coming in through your other sense doors is Uh, stronger just because we're not distracted by the visual cues so that's up to you and remember the senses include the sixth sense in Buddhist teachings is the mind so you can be aware of your thoughts but we don't want to get caught up and start creating stories out of our thoughts things can arise and we can be, we can observe them, and then we can let them pass away, the same way we do with our other uh, images coming in through other sense doors. And then we'll just continue with the meditation after the readings, which are both very short. Today's reading is wood from a pyre, a funeral pyre. There are four kinds of people in the world one who is engaged better make my changes there are four kinds of people in the world one who is engaged in promoting neither his or her own good nor the good of another there is one who is engaged in promoting another's good but not his or her own one who is engaged in promote, promoting his or her own good but not that of another and one who is engaged in promoting both his or her own good and that of another a person who is engaged in promoting neither his own good nor the good, good of another is just like a piece of wood from a pyre burnt at both ends and in the middle fouled with dung, which serves neither for fuel nor for lumber. More worthy than that person is one who is engaged in promoting another's good, but not his or her own. More worthy than either of them is the person who is engaged in promoting his or her own good but not that of another. So there's a switch there. So the person, okay, this is, this is rem- remember the switch, we'll come back to that, not what we think. Foremost, however, is the person who is engaged in promoting both his own good and that of another. Of these four individuals, this one is the supreme. Just as from a cow, just as from a cow comes milk, from milk cream, from cream butter, from butter ghee, and from ghee, the skimmings of ghee, which is considered the best. Among these four types of people, the person who is engaged in promoting both his own good and the good of another is the foremost and the supreme. So this is often uh, in different stories, like the story of the acrobats and in other stories, the Buddha often makes this point, that the ideal situation is when we are taking care of ourselves first And then that often is how we take care of others. So if we take care of our own welfare, our own good, then we have the ability to care for others. We have the compassion to care with others because we know what caring for ourselves does for us. And so the very best is if the person engaged in promoting both their own good and the good of another. And what we often will think of is a better often, and this is sometimes in the stories, the student will think, well, it's better to take care of the other than to take care of myself. And the Buddha says, no, that's really not the the right order. So when I stopped, that's what I was uh, catching. So a person in promoting neither his own good nor the good of another is just like a piece of wood from a pyre, burnt at both ends and in the middle fouled with dung, which serves neither for fuel nor for lumber. That's the person who doesn't take care of themselves or others. Then the next one up the ladder is the person who is engaged in promoting another's good, but not their own. So, we often hear people say they they want to sacrifice themselves for others, or they love someone so much they put that other person before them. The Buddha is saying that's that's just a second from the bottom. More worthy of than either of them is the person who is engaged in promoting its own good and not that of another so that's that's third up from the bottom okay there're only four so it's second from the top so because we know if we're taking care of ourselves if we are engaged taking care of ourselves that that often takes care of others because if we are being harmless and we are being kind and we aren't engaged in uh, unwholesome, unskillful practices, that takes care of ourselves, but it also takes care of those around us because we're being harmless to them and kind to them. And foremost, however, is the person engaged in promoting their own good and that of another. That is a supreme. So it's always important for us to remember that we are just as important as the other. And I think when we think about uh, being engaged in a cause or something that is bigger than ourselves, you know, which is, that's not a bad thing uh, but when we, when we burn out doing that goodness for the world, it's because we're not taking care of ourselves. So remember that, that burnout we get is because we've gotten so caught up in uh, trying to help the other that we're not caring for ourselves and when there's nothing left. And the best way is to take care of ourselves and take care of the other and uh, that's really a good something very good to learn because it is often easier to put others first but that's but loving ourselves and being kind to ourselves is so important the reflection now you might want to just I was talking through that one, so you might want to just begin your meditation now if I was distracting you. Understanding death. And this, the first reading was from the Anguttara Nikaya, 495, and I don't have a, this doesn't have a source. Understanding death. Death can be understood by the shortness of the lifespan <clears throat> Excuse me. Many die at birth or in their youth. Those who live to 50 years live long. Fewer live to be 70 or 80. Rare indeed are those who live to 90 or 100. No death by the weakness of the life force. Life needs water and food. Life is dependent upon air. Understand death by knowing that this body is shared by many others. It is a home to many others. Understand death by its absence of signs. There is no sign to indicate when death will come, in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night. There is no sign to tell us where one will die, at home or away from home, in the air, on earth, or in the water. The way death will come is also unknown, from illness, by accident, or by an enemy's hand. Understand death by knowing that all health ends in sickness, that all strength ends in weakness, and that all success ends in failure. Know that death comes to all, the most powerful ruler, the richest person, the general, the head of a great family, and even the Buddha himself must die. So how can I hope to be spared? As a turning wheel touches the earth at only one point, so too should life be understood. The present moment arises, persists, then passes away. Death comes to each moment and likewise to each life which rises, stays a bit, then passes away. Let's sit. These seem like rather heavy uh, readings today, but if you've been practicing at all in any kind of spiritual practice, or if you've been living for a while, you understand them. They shouldn't come as shocking or Uh, shouldn't feel depressing just the way things are just the way it is and our appreciation of life and love and kindness only grows stronger knowing that life is short life is fleeting Be with the breath and be in your body, be in your physical body. Your mind is part of that body. So your thoughts, your consciousness, it's all part of the body Be aware, if you can, of all the living things that our body is made up of. We are aggregates of all those pieces, all those lives, just like thinking of a tree with all of the life in it. So many organisms in our own body that are taking care of the functions of the body. if you're distracted, if something overloads one of your sense doors, just come back to your breath. Feel the mind becoming more stable. The more we practice, you typically will notice that it's easier and easier your mind to become calm and you certainly notice when it isn't calm and that's a good thing before we begin to practice meditation or prayer we may not have even been aware of how chaotic our minds were. Now we can see, we can feel that, even when it's arising. And we can feel it as we sit with our bodies, be with our breath and feel the mind calming down. And when the mind feels calm and steady, when you feel that stability of the mind, that we want to be very attentive to. That's when we can allow things to rise up and be aware clearly of what's rising up. Maybe feelings or reactions may rise up in the body first. And we may get a good feeling of what they actually are. What they mean to us. We can investigate them, whatever they are. We accept those feelings. We accept those things that that are, sometimes we feel like we've buried within us. When we become quiet and calm, we can allow them to arise or they will choose to arise and we can spend a little time with them and just investigate, explore those things, rise up. Don't create stories, just be with what you feel. no need to hang on to it you can explore it a bit and then let it go Just be in your body. We can end our time together with very short metta practice. May I be well, happy, and content safe, and may I live in peace. May all living beings, my loved ones, beings I've never seen, never met, living beings, strangers, difficult people, all creatures, including my beloved pets, may all beings, beings being born and beings dying, may all beings throughout this world and throughout the universe and other world systems. May all of these beings be free from fear and worry and anxiety, free from hunger and thirst and the effects of climate change. May all beings feel safe, be content, and live in peace. So if you have time, continue sitting. Just sit as long as you have time for. Remember you can come back throughout the day, even for just a few minutes of practice, and just call that practice catching your breath. You can stop in the middle of anything you're doing and catch your breath. Just be with your breath even if it's just for two or three counts. Let that be that spaciousness you need at the moment. That spaciousness to let you make a different choice, to not become angry, to not say something that you'll regret, or to just enjoy the moment that you're having even more by taking a breath and really seeing, look around you and really see. Just make a connection with the world and see the beauty in it. So thank you for being a part of my practice and I'll see you on Tuesday morning.